0: At General Motors, we make more than electric vehicles. We're helping to make the world a safer, more inclusive place for all. As the first automaker to support the Equality Act, General Motors celebrates and embraces diversity every day, especially during Pride Month, which is why we're proud to team up with iHeartRadio to support Can't Cancel Pride and the LGBTQ community. Because everybody in means everybody. Learn more at gm.com. Welcome back to the Dinger Discussions Podcast. My name is Matthew Gweer, and I really do thank you for tuning in today. Of course, this is the Dinger Discussions Podcast, your go-to podcast for all things MLB. We're talking rumors, we're talking game breakdowns, we're talking analysis, we're talking storylines, and we're getting very, very, very close to the start of the season, baby. Only nine days. Um, We will be continuing our... Uh, division uh, predictions and previews as we lead up to opening day. Today, we have the NL West. Yesterday was the NL Central. Before I do get into that, though, I do want to plug the Instagram, the Twitter, the YouTube, the TikTok. Um, I believe that's all. (laughs) It should be at Dinger Discussions for all of them. Obviously, you just search Dinger Discussions for the Uh, for the YouTube, if you're recommending the podcast to a friend, tell them just to search at Dinger Discussions on either Spotify or Apple Music, Um, we also have everything linked on the Twitter and Instagram bios, and I also did now start a Dinger Discussions website, so if you search just dingerdiscussions.com, you should be brought to the Dinger Discussions website in all its glory, it's very pretty, I was very proud of it. Uh, more to come as I learn more, but you will find, you know, links to that. Eventually, you'll get a merch shop, merch shop up there as well as um, different articles and things like that that me and my partner, Dante, will write, you know, short little uh, four paragraph stories uh, just to get you through your morning. You know, if you on the bus going to school, uh, in the morning eating your breakfast, at night trying to fall asleep, whatever it is, we got you there. Uh, the first one should be up relatively soon. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Getting into our NL West predictions and preview. We will be starting with the number 5th team as we have with both the NL East and Central. Uh, so now the 5th fifth, te- uh, fifth place team in my eyes um, in the NL West would be the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, so their lineup goes Cole Calhoun in right field, Cattell Marte in center, David Peralta the freight train out in left field. Christian Walker at first, Eduardo Escobar, sneaky good, uh, very underrated player, at third base as Jubal Cabrera, surprised to find this out, he's on the Diamondbacks now, didn't even know that, uh, it's all according to MLB.com, so if you know Diamondback fans or any other fans that I of teams that I'm going to go over here, if you think someone else should be playing at a position, or if you think the batting order is wrong, because that's the order I'm reading them in, you know, it's MLB.com, it's not me, I promise. Um, so, yeah, Jadu at second in the six hole. Seven hole, Nick Ahmed playing shortstop. And behind the dish in the eight holes, Carson Kelly. Bit of pop there. Um, and then the pitching staff goes Mad Bum, Zach Gallen who had a great year last year. Merrill Kelly, Luke Weaver, Caleb Smith, and Joe. Yo- yeah. Joe Keem Soria in the back of the pen there. Um, you're going to look for him to close out what games they have the lead in, I guess. I mean, the Diamondbacks, I mean. You have some teams in the league, right, that they're rebuilding and it's evident, right? You have teams like the Tigers and the Pirates where you're like, all right, you guys suck, but I get it. I see what you're doing. And then you have teams that are like in that rebuilding where you're like you're almost there. Teams like the Orioles, the Marlins making the postseason last year. They're still in a rebuild phase, but, you know, they got guys there that can make stuff happen. The Royals have a pretty fun lineup this year. I don't know about the pitching so far. We'll get into that when we get to the American League, but I do enjoy seeing that but with the diamondbacks it's kinda just like I can't really tell what you're doing because as you'll see and if you're a baseball fan listening to this you already know this division is loaded at the front end so you're not gonna necessarily win this division so you'd think you'd wanna you know kinda you know let some of the older dudes go someone like David Peralta um mad bum I know they just paid him money a year and a half ago, I believe it was last off season coming into twenty twenty but you know Um, we'll see what they do we'll see they'll be sellers most likely at the deadline uh, minus some kind of miracle that they're going to make a movie about in 20 years which I don't foresee happening Um, so yeah that's the Diamondbacks don't have much insight on them I live on the east coast even if I didn't I don't know how many Diamondbacks games I'd be watching no offense to them but that's just kind of where I'm at with them so moving on to my 4th place team couldn't rank them 5th Dante if you're listening you're welcome we have the Colorado Rockies. Um, that was a joke, by the way. Colorado Rockies. Um, big sellers with Nolan Arenado. I talked about that in the NL Central. I didn't really get too into it. Dante would probably get a lot more heated. He's a Colorado Rockies fan. If you you know couldn't tell by my comments before. But um, yeah, he posted the whole robbery thing on our Instagram. And it's a great edit, by the way. You should go check that out. It was pretty cool. Drop a like if, uh, if, you, if you agree with me there. But yeah. Um, yeah, they lost him They still have Trevor Story As I'll get into But going through their lineup They have Rommel Tapia At the top of the lineup Playing left field for them Garrett Hampson He's a pretty fast dude <laughs> Locking it down in center Chuck Nasty Charlie Blackman In right field Trevor Story At shortstop In the cleanup position uh, The fifth The five hole there ESPN has CJ Crone, Greg Bird And Josh Fuentes All slotted in at first base So I guess they're all Going to get their crack at it And they'll go with Who's the hot hand Basically uh, not Hank, that's pitchers, but you get what I'm saying. Whoever is uh, lighting it up there. And then in the 6th spot, you got Ryan McMahon playing 3rd. Uh, Brendan Rodgers at 2nd base. And Elias Diaz behind the dish and catcher in the eight hole. Uh, pitching, I'm not going to get too hard on these pitchers. Strictly because you play in Colorado, the ball sails there. It's a known fact. I mean, a couple of these dudes are actually pretty good pitchers. And if they were to go somewhere... Um, you know, where the ball's not going to sail as crazy as it does in Colorado, they'd be pretty, they'd be good names, you know what I mean? So, uh, the starting rotation is, at the top of that, you got Jermaine, Mar- Jermaine Marquez, Kyle Freeland, Antonio Senzatella, one of the best names in baseball. I stand by that. It's so fun to say. John Gray, closed out by Austin Gomber, and Daniel Bard is their closer. Did not know that either. Um, you'll, you know, same old story. Lineup's going to be decent. I mean you know decent obviously losing arenado there's a big hole there uh pitching is what it is there but they kind of get a break strictly because of that situation that they have um where the ball just sails in Coors Field man I don't know well, I, I do know what it is I mean it's the um the pressure and stuff in the air that was scientific but you y- you know <laughs> um so yeah fourth place Rockies um again not necessarily sure what they're gonna do I mean they locked Arenado up just to trade him due to money so I guess this story next are they gonna secure a story to please the fans are they gonna trade him after that are they gonna trade him this year and he's a free agent after this year so I mean that's your storyline with the Rockies honestly I'm not really sure what's gonna happen with that so I mean for me that's why I'm watching the Rockies I want to see Trevor Story get his stock up even more he's already a top three shortstop in the league behind Lindor and Tatis in my opinion in my opinion you know you could put Baez in there if you want to or I'm probably forgetting someone very obvious you know like someone like Corey Seager but who we'll get into in this uh this uh episode here but Trevor's Story is the guy there. Chuck Nasty uh, started off last year for like the first month he was hitting like 400, which is insane. He teetered off a little bit as any mortal person would, obviously, because that's insanity. But yeah, I mean, that's the Rockies for you. Um, That's going to wrap them up. Moving on to my third place team in the NL West, we have the San Francisco Gijantes Giants. Uh, their lineup goes Tommy Lastella leading off playing third base. Donnie Barrels, Donovan Solano playing second for them. Yaz, Mike Yastrzemski, the right fielder. Stud, young stud. I love him. I This Christmas, I wanted a Giants jersey strictly because I'm trying to collect, and, you know, I think their black jerseys that they got are absolutely sick. I know they're not necessarily classic. I was looking for a Yaz jersey settled on the Buster Posey jersey, but... I mean, that he's he's going to be a mainstay there. I think he's their cornerstone guy. Um, you know, I think the fans like him a lot, too. Um, that clip of him hitting the tank in uh, Fenway is always fun to watch, too, because you got all the Boston fans giving that standing ovation. That was cool. All right, I'm getting sidetracked. In the four hole, you have Alex Dickerson playing left field. They have Buster Posey spotted in the fifth spot, obviously behind the dish. I did make a note in my notes to mention Joey Bart. Because he did play there, he did put up some num- some decent numbers last year, and inevitably when Buster Posey retires, I believe he's 34, 35 now, and that's pretty old for a catcher. So Joey Bart is supposed to be the predecessor to Buster Posey. Sixth spot, you have Brandon Belt playing first base. Brandon Crawford in the seven hole, still picking it a shortstop, one of the best defensive players in the league, still. And Mauricio Dubon in center in the 8-hole. I don't know too much about the Giants. Um, Well, I mean, I watched them a little bit because my Phillies were kind of competing with them for that second um, wildcard spot in the uh, National League last year and painfully didn't get it, but we won't get into the reasons why I want to cry tonight. Um, Yeah, it was... I watched them a little bit. I know Donnie Solano got... um, he put up some numbers last year. Uh, he was hitting at a very high rate with the average. Tommy Lastel is a stud. I talked about Gostremski. Buster Posey still going to do it behind the dish. We'll see what he brings to the plate. Hitting-wise, Alex Diggerson's a contact guy. Brandon Belt's getting up there in age. We'll see if someone needs a first baseman, maybe, because I don't think the Giants are necessarily going to be Competing for this division anytime soon unless they make some kind of massive splash this offseason this upcoming offseason Strictly because of the juggernauts in front of them Uh, Same thing with Crawford uh, same as Brandon belt. I mean, they're both serviceable not what they were Um, So yeah, we'll see what they do Uh, getting into their pitching real quick totally forgot Uh, their rotation Kevin Gosman, Who actually came back on a qualifying offer good for him? He played well enough last year to get that offer. You know, he played himself into more money than he would have got if he uh, didn't get that offer. So, you know, good on him. That's always great. You like to see guys get their money. Um, Johnny Cueto is there too. Anthony Descalfani, a former Cincinnati Red, I believe. Aron Sanchez, Alex Wood, and Jake McGee holding it down at the back of the the back of the rotation there as their closer. I'm sure they have other guys, did not write them down, because I strictly went off the quick list that MLB.com had, just trying to get these uh, episodes done, and, you know, quick and easy, like this, you know, Um, but Jake McGee, I'm sure there are other arms that are obvious that I'm forgetting, because low-key, that's kind of underwhelming, in my opinion, so, Yeah, that's the Giants. Um, Again, I don't want to just skip over these guys. The majority of this episode is going to be spent talking about the one and two teams in this division. But, you know, Giants, Rockies, D-backs, they all are, you know, they're notable. They got some good players on on the teams there, Um, on all those teams. I just want to move on real quick, though, because, you know, I'm very excited to talk about this one-two punch at the top of the NL West. Because I believe it's going to be the storyline of baseball this year. And over at Zinger Discussions, you're going to be hearing a lot about this. Both from me and Dante on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, articles on the website, etc, etc, etc. Shameless plug. Okay, moving on to my second place team. Um, Controversial, but not controversial because the team in first place won the frickin' World Series last year, and they're the favorites to do it again. Spoilers. My second-place team is the San Diego Padres. I took three years of Spanish in high school. You could tell. Um, Leading it off for them, Trent Grisham is going to be playing center field. It was amazing to see him go out and do it last year after being the reason that the Nationals went all the way and won the World Series in 2019, missing that ground ball in, I believe he was playing right field, um, that one Soto hit, and, you know, they rallied in um, that, the uh, wild card game against the Brew Crew. It was great to see. I very much enjoyed watching him play last year, get that power, uh, that fire back that he has. It's, you know, he plays with a lot of flair, as does a lot of people, as do a lot of people on this team. Um, and, you know, that that not in that situation but that's got to be crushing i mean i couldn't even freaking imagine you're up and then you make a mistake and then you have how many people yelling saying you suck and it's just you know one soda going crazy i mean obviously i would too but it's just like that can't be a good feeling so moving on to the two hole the 330 million dollar young stud at shortstop in the two hole fernando tatis Jr., got him in fantasy this year. Very excited to root for this guy, both, you know, because he's amazing and because I have him in fantasy, so, I mean, that's just an added boost. Um, The most exciting player in all of baseball. It's getting cliche at this point, but I'm still going to say it because, damn it, it's the truth. (laughs) On the cover of MLB The Show, um, he's just the man. I mean, what is he, 22? 22? 23 21 somewhere in there i mean the fact that he's probably no more than five six years older than me is wild um don't have his age up right in front of me but the the kids the kid rakes. i mean there's one knock on him it's that you know they technically haven't seen him play a full 162 yet but i say screw it because his 162 average is still crazy you go on baseball reference look that crap up You're going to be looking and smiling and being like, holy crap, this kid is amazing. And he's going to be in those, I guess you could say, Padres pinstripes for 14 years. So I will be 31. That's wild. Um, In the three-hole, Manny Machado playing third base for them, also getting a lot of money. Um, You have uh, Eric Hosmer playing first for them. Will Myers in right, Tommy Pham in left, Jake Cronenworth, one of the runner-ups of the rookie of the year last year, playing second, and Austin Nola, the better Nola, as no one would say, but, you know, I mean, I have him in fantasy as well, and I'm a Bias Phillips fan, but, you know, just kind of talking. Uh, Austin Nola behind the dish, he actually had a pretty good year last year, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't know Aaron Nola I had a brother, and then he came out and was absolutely, he, like, he hit last year, which was cool, um, so, yeah, the Padres. Their lineup, this was their lineup last year. It did very well. They didn't make changes to their offense. It, um, honestly, they didn't need to. I think it was the pitching that was their downfall against the Dodgers last year. When they played them in that playoff series, they just couldn't hang with that Dodgers lineup. And like, no one could last year because they won the freaking World Series. But you know what? San Diego was like, you know what? Screw it. We're done being the Little Brothers. We're done being bullied. We're done being picked on and not even looked at as a threat by those Dodgers. And we're gonna go out and do something about it, damn it. And you know what? They did. Nelson Lamette was there last year. He starts that rotation off. Chris Paddock was also there last year. And now getting into the guys that weren't, that they added, you have, first off, you have Blake Snell. All right, game six, We all know the story. He's got something to prove got a chip on his shoulder and he's gonna go out there the lefty and he's gonna shove it up here you know what because he's good and he's going to do that i like the fire blake snow plays with he's very intense when he pitches and yeah i mean he's gonna do it uh you got joe musgrove also from the pirates i think that's one of the more underrated Uh, trades that happened this offseason along with James and Tyon to the Yankees which we'll get to both Pirates um, those guys kind of got the spotlight taken away from them a bit strictly because they were on the Pirates but they're both very good very serviceable pitchers and considering he's there four probably behind let's see Lamette, Paddock, Snell oh he might be there five depending on how Paddock plays throughout the year because I totally forgot I wrote his name down didn't say it yet, but they traded for you Darvish. One of the rum- runners-up for the NL Cy Young Award. They traded for you Darvish. Had a great year last year. Um, injuries, you know, whatever. They happen. Uh, his career has kind of been riddled by them when he was in Texas and everything, obviously. But you Darvish. Darvish. Um, you know, so these guys are going to throw, and then I included also Emilio Pagan, Drew Pomeranz in the pen. Obviously, you got a bunch more arms there. I believe they brought in Mark Melanson. I'm probably forgetting like three guys because I just don't have it in front of me, but yeah, these guys are going to pitch. They're sick of being that younger brother that just gets looked down upon by the Dodgers. The Dodgers have won that division in how many plus years, right? It's wild. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to do it. And the Dodgers, they're going to look, they're going to come hunting. I I don't think they're going to win the division, you know, obviously with my rankings here. But they're going to see, uh, the Padres are going to see the Dodgers in the playoffs. And I can't wait to watch that. Don't try and talk to me or contact me or anything because I'll be locked in my room watching that game with my eyes glued on the TV, not blinking. So there's that. And now moving on to the team that is so closely linked with the Padres' name, the Los Angeles Dodgers your 2020 World Series champions to anyone who says it wasn't a a real World Series I know there are people out there that say that I don't think they should be allowed to vote but they are um they are uh the true World Champions obviously it was a real um it was a real season you know that we had who cares about the 60 games they still went out there and they played a regular playoff if not more because they had to beat, who was it, the Brewers twice, and, you know, they had to play that that first round. Typically, they wouldn't. Um, Yeah, and their lineup got, I mean, their lineup technically stayed the same, but, like, their rotation, they were already so deep in in the rotation. That's why, you know, pitching wins championships, and they got better. So getting into that real quick, uh, into their lineup, we have Mookie Betts. Mookie Frickin' Betts, the second best player in baseball. Um, he's going to be in right field. Corey Seeger had a great postseason. Um, he's a very underrated player, even with that postseason happening. I don't think people give him the credit that he deserves. I kind of think like you have so many lights shining on that team that his kind of gets dimmed a little bit. Or he may get outshone by people like Betts or, you know, others that we will mention while we're in this lineup. But I do think Corey Seager is a top five. Definitely top six. I would say top five shortstop in this league. Um, In the three-hole, Justin Turner coming back for another two, I believe his contract was for maybe three. He's going to be playing third base for them. Um... Any other team didn't really feel right. I mean, I knew it was possible, but honestly, it didn't feel... It wouldn't have felt right. Um, Max Muncie will be swinging it for them in the cleanup spot. Playing first base, the lefty with one of the prettier swings in baseball. I very much enjoy watching Maximus Muncy swing the bat. Um, Will Smith, young stud, close... uh, Quickly moving up the rankings for catchers in the league, um, he's going to be in the five hole. One of my favorite moments from last year is when Will Smith, the catcher, took Will Smith, the pitcher, on the Braves deep. That was great because that call was great. Um, uh, the sixth spot, Cody Bellinger. I don't necessarily know why they have him in the sixth spot. I mean, I guess. I mean, I think you could put him over some of these guys, but they're so absolutely loaded that you don't really have to. Like, imagine that. Like, you're cruising, right? You get Betts, Seager, Turner, Muncie, Smith out, and then you're like, all right, let's go. And then you have to face Bellinger, and then you're like, are you freaking serious? Why did I start playing baseball? That's what I would be saying if I was a pitcher. He's going to play center field. Not great during the regular season last year. Turns it on in the postseason. Had that clutch home run. Game five or six against the Braves. I honestly couldn't tell you which one. might have been Seven. No, I think it was six. That sounds right. In, like, the eighth inning. Um, he turns it on uh, offensively. He had a couple, I believe he had two or three home run robberies that I distinctly remember playing center field for them. There was one where, like, he knew he caught it, like, while he was jumping up. Like, he didn't even come down with the ball yet. He was just like, yeah, I got this. And if you could see me, I'm making the motion, but you can't see me, so now I just sound stupid. But in the seventh spot, moving on from Bellinger, you got A.J. Pollock playing left field for them. Chris Taylor's going to round it out in the eight hole, playing second base. I also noted Gavin Lux. He's young for them. He's going to come off the bench. He's going to get some uh, some game time. Um, he's going to get some at-bats. Uh, waiting for him to figure it out, the good thing with for Gavin Lux is he's got so many studs around him that if he doesn't necessarily, you know, perform at an all-star level this year, it's not going to matter, because obviously you want him to, but, like, he doesn't have to, because, you know, it's the Dodgers. (laughs) That's basically all I can say about that. I mean, they're good. They're going to hit no matter who's in there, it seems like. So Gavin Lux is slotted to be that backup guy, I guess, but honestly he's he he doesn't really have to perform tip-top so i mean maybe that'll even make him even better because the pressure's not on him anymore so yeah and then moving on to the pitching like i said the lineup stayed the same the pitching won you know was one of the bigger factors of the reason why they won the freaking world series last year and they got better so they have clayton kershaw surefire hall of famer one of the best pitchers of my generation growing up and watching baseball, you know, that generation, not, obviously, I wasn't born his year, I don't mean, like, our generation, you get what I mean, uh, Walker Bueller, tight pants Bueller, Walker Texas Bueller, I don't really know which nickname to go with, uh, comment on the Instagram or Twitter or at me or something, because, like, I want to know which one I should use, um, because Walker Bueller's a stud, I very much enjoy watching him pitch, I think he's a very good pitcher, I mean, I just said the same thing three times, But yeah, Walker Buehler, absolutely gross. The fact that he's going to be there three is crazy. Um, Before I mention who they brought in, I'm also going to mention David Price sat out last year. You might have forgot he was on that team, came over in the Mookie Betts trade. Um, When they traded for Mookie Betts, it makes it sound like they traded Mookie Betts for David Price. That didn't happen, obviously. They're on the same team. But he sat out last year due to covid and that's just another, it really balances out that rotation, because you have, well, if I'm looking at it now on paper, minus Dustin May, who I'm going to mention, you got, what is that, three righties, uh, two lefties, Uh, you also can slot in Julio Arias there, who he's going to start some games, we'll see what they do with Dustin May, he might start, he might come in for long relief, last year he came in for relief in the playoffs just because they could, any other team he would have started, but the Dodgers is so freaking loaded it's ridiculous uh, they also have Tony Gonsolin who started some games for them we'll see where they slot him if as a starter or if they slot him in the in the uh, in the bullpen and then you know Trevor freaking Bauer, um signed him made him the uh, uh, he got the uh, highest AAV ever 40 million pretty crazy not gonna lie shout out rachel luba not that she's gonna hear this but you know um big trevor bauer fan some people don't like him some people call him cocky but i i love the antics i think it's great for baseball i think it's very stone cold and vince mcmahon-esque how he's like screw you guys i'm gonna do what i want you can't tell me what to do and then mr uh oh my god what's I'm going to call Mr. Commissioner because I feel stupid and I can't think of his name. He's like Vince McMahon, and he's like, nah, you can't do that. And then he's, Trevor Bauer is going to come back and be like, yes, I can, watch me. And then he closed his eyes during a freaking game and (laughs) struck out the side or something like that against the Padres. He didn't strike out the side, but I think he did get a strikeout with an eye closed trying to do the Michael Jordan free throw thing. But yeah, um... I love the vlogs that he puts up, too. I know that's not necessarily pertaining to the game, but I just wanted to mention that momentum. I think it's great for baseball. Make baseball fun. Make baseball watchable for kids my age and younger because the amount of time I have to hear a football player or a basketball player at my school go, baseball is boring. I want to slap him, but I can't. No, I can't. I want to, but I can't. But, yeah. Um, And then closing out... They're pitching staff. Obviously, they got other arms there. They got Bruce Dark Bradival, I didn't mention, but they got Kenley Jansen. He's their closer. Um, they brought back. Um, oh my god, I can see his face. Okay, whatever. We're not going to think about that. You're probably screaming at me. He closed some games in the World Series last year because Jansen didn't have it that night. I can see his face, but I can't think of his name. But that's going to wrap up our NL West preview and prediction episode. Sorry, we're ending on that note where I totally blanked on the dude's name. But, yeah, that's how we're gonna end this. Um, I hope you enjoyed. We're getting up to 29 minutes, which is absolutely crazy. Um, If you made it all the way to the end, I really do appreciate it because I know I ramble. I know I'm just kind of talking at myself. But I really do appreciate the support if you made it to the end. Um, The al east episode should be up very 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 soon um you know that's another good division at the top ends and even in the middle and towards the bottom right very general statement but you're gonna you know i mean there's levels to it but every team is dynamic in its own right and every team there's a storyline going into it so yeah um Make sure to check out the Instagram, the Twitter, the TikTok, the YouTube, at, um, all at Dinger Discussions. Um, if you're recommending you they, a friend listen to this podcast, you know, just Dinger Discussions on Spotify at apple Podcasts, and also um make sure to check out www.dingerdiscussions.com i will make sure to inform you guys when we actually get some articles going with that i hope to do that very 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 soon in the near future as well as merch um things like that you know uh, we're very i'm very excited for baseball season to start and i just you know the support's great guys i really do appreciate it if you do you know, listen and all, or, you know, you made it to the end, or whatever it, it may be. So thank you. That's going to be all for me today. I have been Matthew Guer. This has been the Dinger Discussions podcast, and I will catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package, but that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters.